0: And here we go. It is our three of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us on a Tuesday. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. Coming up in our final hour, a look at some of the biggest games on the schedule tonight in college basketball with North Carolina back in action after that win over our rival Duke on Saturday at 820. More from Super Bowl 58 and a potential distraction for the 49ers. Also, the NFL is continuing to expand their global reach. So we'll tell you about a game, not just overseas, but in a place you would not expect coming up next season. And finally, at 840, no distractions on this end. We will keep our focus and give you our best bets of the night. Chelsea, we were talking about this during the break, and it's some sad news. It's that Toby Keith, country music Legend icon has passed away at the age of 62. So if you're a country music fan at all, that's tough to swallow. I've seen Toby Keith in concert and he was one of the first artists I ever played when I should have been a cowboy, which is one of his iconic songs when that song was popular, that's one of the first ones that I ever played as a country music DJ in high school so it always stands out to me. but have you ever been, I know a lot of country music fans will be affected by this, and it does happen. Like Carl Weathers passing away a few days ago, which was awful because if you grew up watching the Rocky films, so great as Apollo Creed, and a lot of the younger generation knew him from Happy Gilmore, but he was so iconic as well. Has there been an athlete or an actor, a musician, and when that musician or performer passed, it affected you because you grew up appreciating them, idolizing them, or just loving what they did for a living?
2: Well, I think most people's answer here would be Kobe Bryant, right? Because it's not just that he was a great basketball. It was his personality. And he almost seemed invincible. Like the way Mm -hmm. that he carried himself was not like a mere mortal. Somebody who always set the standard so high. So when you see him... You know, lose his life at, you know, the peak of his, not his career, but like his life. Like yeah. he was young. Like he wasn't, you know, he died in a, a helicopter crash. I think that's one that really you had to check it twice just to make sure yeah. it was real. And that one song. And I think it did for a lot of people. Like none of us know him personally, but it felt like we did
0: oh yeah that's part of it when you connect with someone based on how they act or how they sing or it could be a comedian whatever it is you can connect with different people and even if you don't know them that's part of it right you feel like that you do based on their work and oftentimes their work if they're a musician for example then sometimes their songs are some of the anthems that you remember growing up are the ones that that mean something to you or are some of your favorite songs so I always find it interesting, like when Norm Macdonald passed away, he was my comedic idol. That was really tough on me. And when it happened, my phone blew up. I don't know how many texts I got from friends of mine like, dude, oh, my God, Norm Macdonald died. Norm Macdonald died. I'm so sorry. And people just knew. Like, we know how much you have an appreciation for his work, and that was difficult. Double D's mentioning in the chat right now when Chris Farley passed away. That was a tough one, too. But, yeah, it always it's always difficult to, to see a celebrity or a performer and have their time come to an end but also it speaks to their impact and i don't want to stay on a, a death topic for a long time but i do think it is a credit to the work that they did during their respective careers and here for talking about toby keith a great career it obviously had a massive impact on the music industry okay chelsea so let's talk a little college basketball because we do have a huge slate in the top 25 on this tuesday let's start in chapel hill with a team that you absolutely cannot stand. Number three, North Carolina hosting Clemson. Carolina laying seven and a half total set at 153 and a hook. If you can put your hatred aside for a moment of the Tar Heels, are you going with Carolina?
2: Well, I think the biggest question here is not the matchup. It's not the numbers. It is the letdown spot. Do we think this is a letdown spot for Carolina coming off? the biggest rivalry matchup of the year against Duke. So, Mm -hmm. Jenks, you look at the numbers, of course you can make a case for UNC, an offense that just seems to be chugging along, just uh, scored at will against Duke, which is a pretty solid squad. But looking at the Clemson end, if we're just strictly looking Mm -hmm. at numbers, this is a really good offense, top 20, Mm -hmm. uh, 21st in the nation when it comes to adjusted offensive efficiency, and a team That uh, is really good at knocking down the free throws. So when you're talking about like a big spread, if it comes down to free throws, Clemson can hit those shots. So the numbers say maybe Clemson has a shot. It's been a tough team that feels underrated in the ACC. Like this is not one of the ACC basketball powerhouses that you talk about, but it's a top Mm -hmm. 40 team overall uh, when it comes to Kempom. But let's set those numbers aside for just a second. Do we think this is a letdown spot for Carolina?
0: It has to be. Doesn't it have to be? Like, I don't know how you engage in the greatest rivalry in college basketball. You get a huge win in front of your home crowd, and then you don't have some sort of letdown. Obviously, they can cover the number. They're good enough to do it. But this seems like the letdown spots of letdown spots. I like the over here, Mm -hmm. but 153 and a hook is pretty high. Still, Tigers average more than 82 points a game. Carolina averages 85, and Clemson in particular is 13-6 and to the over this season. I think we can see a back-and-forth contest. I kind of like the over.
2: Well, if you think it's a letdown, I think that would probably be your sabotage factor. You know, if Carolina's not running up and down the court like they normally do, but you've got to remember this is college. This is not the NBA. Nobody's taking off this game for load management. So 153 is getting into the area that makes me a little nervous because you need them to score at a steady rate. But what we've seen from Armando Baycott, that is a repeatable, easy way to pound the paint and get, you know, buckets that are more repeatable as opposed to, you know, relying on the three-point ball, uh, which is a little tougher to hit. Obviously, if you're hitting over 40%, you're doing something right. It should be noted, they made nine threes in that game against Duke in which they scored 93, so maybe you take some of that out of it. But if you look at Clemson, defending the three-point shot, it's not one of their strengths. So maybe Carolina can continue to hit some threes here.
0: Well, we're going to find out tonight in Chapel Hill. Let's go from there to Austin, Texas, where number 14 Iowa State is visiting Texas. Texas laying two and a half points in Austin, and the total set at 140 and a half. Iowa State has been perfect at home this season. Mm -hmm. Not as good on the road. Texas has struggled against the number when playing at the Moody Coliseum or the Moody Center. What's going to happen?
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you about this one since you're a Texas fan. But it does feel like as soon as you see Iowa State, your first instinct is, Okay, I'm playing Iowa State when they're at home, but maybe not when they are on the road. If you look at their offensive Mm -hmm. numbers overall, uh, 80 points per game. But when they go on the road, this falls to 72 points per game. Uh, I don't know how good the environment is for Texas. I'm sure you could probably speak to that. But so far this season, maybe not against the number. But overall, Texas has been good at home. 10 and 3 as opposed to 3 and 3 on the road. This is a short spread, though. So it's. Close to a pick 'em, you know, Texas only laying like two points. Would you side yeah. with your horns at home?
0: I actually would. Now, again, I mentioned not good against the number only four and nine at Moody Center. However, Matt just put this in the chat and he's right. Unranked mm-hmm. home favorites have generally been the right call this season in college basketball. And I really like Texas is so tough to figure out because they're not as good under Rodney Terry. But I'll tell you something. They went into Fort Worth over the weekend, taking on TCU and those Horned Froggies. What did they do? Oh, they had a whole section doing horns down. And you and I say to that, I don't care because when the horns win, it's always horns up. Oh, Iowa State is good at Ames. What else is there to do in Ames except be good at home? Let's go, Texas, playing at two and a half.
2: Yeah, I think this goes into the trend of unranked home favorites. If you look at it, I think they've been hitting at a 67% clip over the last few years, if my research is correct. So that's one of those angles that you don't just play the trend. You obviously look at some other numbers, but I think all the numbers line. I think I would take Texas here.
0: I agree, and I'll tell you one thing. Quinn Ewers is coming back next season. This is a top- uh, Oh, my uh, God. I'm oh, my Sorry. Wrap it oh, up. My brain- Oh, my brain got jumbled there for a second. Double D, you can't do that during basketball season. Well, love of God. Whew. Okay, Butler at number one, UConn. UConn laying 13 and a half points in stores. Total is 147 and a hook at BetMGM. After my little diatribe there, Chelsea, I will defer to you. What is the call here?
2: All the numbers would suggest you take UConn here. We know they're the better team, but when you have a number that this is this large... I think you got to be real careful and full warning. This one has gone to 14 in some shops. So we are still seeing to see money or uh, we are still seeing money come in on Yukon, despite that massive number. I don't know. I think these type of games are like off the, off the book for me. Cause you look for Yukon. They've been great at home. Greatest favorites straight up. But when we're talking about covering the number at home, just six and six ATS this year. So maybe some uh, a game that I will politely say pass and go on to the next one.
0: I'm terrible at capping college basketball. I got a win last night by a hook, and it was my first college Undefeated. basketball. Undefeated. Undefeated. I'm not betting college basketball again. For the rest of the year, Why not? I'm just saying.
2: Oh, that's a lie. Yes, uh, you will. March Madness. Um,
0: uh, official bets. I got to find a way. I'm going to see now. Now, I, I didn't have to vet college basketball last night, but it was no, or there was hockey, but I'm going back to the stick and puck. I'm just saying, for right now, I'm 1-0, I won by the hook, and I will do my best to avoid any sort of college basketball bets unless absolutely necessary. I'm talking about best bets. When it comes to March Madness, we're going to have to play some bets. I'm talking about best bets.
2: You were good last year. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. And, Jinx, you don't have to be good at all of them. You just have to be good at one of them. That's the thing. When we go down the list with all these games, we're not saying you should bet all of them. You say, you do your line of thinking and you go through your process and you say, okay, is this a game that I want to look at? Because I think this is the toughest part of Mm -hmm. capping uh, college basketball. There are so many options that you kind of have to do a quick glance on everything. So when I see some of these big numbers, I don't even take a second look because I'm not going to waste my time on a game where you know, even if UConn is up big, in the second half, if they leave the back door open for a back door cover, that's not a game I want to bet on. So that's the thing. Choosing which games to bet on is one of the harder parts of college hoops.
0: No question. I saw this yesterday, and immediately I was like, dude, I don't want to bet on this game. I don't want to like 13 with UConn. Now it's 14. Gone from 13 and a half to 14. I would lean UConn even though they played a slower pace. But if you want to hang with the Huskies, you got to be good on the boards. They eventually just wear you down and just suffocate you. So I'm going to stay away from that game and move on to Waco, where number 23 Texas Tech is at number three Baylor. Baylor laying five and a half points total set at 145 and a hook. Chelsea, give me a call here.
2: Both of these offenses are really good and really efficient. Both of these offenses in the top 13 when it comes to adjusted offensive efficiency. So, when you see something like that, do you immediately think it over? Because this number seems kind of low 145 and a half. Maybe not low, but it does seem attainable. If you look at Kimpom, the projected uh, final score in this one is 78 72. So, by my middle school math, that is 150. What's the discrepancy here? discrepancy here? What am I not seeing?
0: I don't know. I, I don't really, I'm not on a toll here. I like Baylor laying the points. It seems like a high number, but I keep thinking about Scott Drew and what he was talking about after that win against UCF last week. And he was saying, look, we're a much better team than we're, we we're given credit for. Because if you look at the games right before that, they lost to TCU in overtime. They lost to Texas by two in Austin. Lost by four points to Kansas State in Manhattan. So they've been right there on the precipice of being really – I mean, they are very good, but even better than we see at number 13 in the country. Then they finally break through. We saw that with that win over Iowa State. I think they take care of business against the Red Raiders tonight. I'm going to lay the points, but I can't really make a case either way for the total. But – If there's that much of a discrepancy between the total and what Ken Palm says, maybe the over is the right call.
2: Well, here's the other line of thinking when you're picking a game to handicap. You look for Mm -hmm. red flags and there's a big one in this one because it opened at 146 and a half and it's been bet down to 144 and a half. So clearly I am missing something. And when it comes to bets, you want all of the signs to point in the right direction. So maybe I will be off the over. Like if I were to place a bet, it would be on the over. But for that reason, mm-hmm. I'm going to be out. I'm like the Sharks on Shark Take. For that reason, I'm out. I'm be like Mark Cuban. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we have one more game on the slate. Do you want to bet it? Do you not? Number 21, BYU at Oklahoma. Do you have a quick play? I do not. I'm not betting Oklahoma. I don't like Oklahoma.
2: Oh, well, last time I bet against Oklahoma, they smoked me. Bet on K-State at home, and Oklahoma maybe me look stupid. So emotional reasons, <laughs> I'm out.
0: I am out. Coming up in five minutes, the Niners are the favorites in Sunday's Super Bowl, but they are dealing with an unwanted distraction. That and more next on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM.
2: Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Back to the Daily Tip, presented by BET MGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network.
1: Welcome back to the show.
0: Come on, Double D, turn it up on the day. I'm Adam GM. Great to have you along with us on a Tuesday. It's the week of the big game. She's Chelsea. I'm James. coming up. There are always plenty of distractions during Super Bowl week, and the Niners are dealing with an unexpected one. Before we talk about that, the NFL made an announcement yesterday that the Philadelphia Eagles, Maddie's team, will open up the upcoming season in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, on a Friday night Friday, September 6th. This is the day after the season officially gets underway on Thursday. So once again, the NFL is expanding. We've seen games in Europe. Now we're seeing a game in Brazil, and it's on a Friday night, Chelsea. This is, I believe, I don't think this is a conspiracy theory. I think this is just what we're slowly seeing is the nfl trying to get a game on every single night of the week slowly but surely because during the playoffs we have games on saturday we have games on sunday we have monday night football we have thursday night football now there's a game on friday i feel like slowly very slowly the nfl is like how can we make sure there's a game on every night of the week
2: i don't even think it's slowly i feel like they've been doing it pretty yeah In front of our faces. And you know what we're doing about it? Absolutely nothing. Because we're like, sure, I got nothing to do on that Friday. Let's put it on. Put it on in Brazil. (laughs) I don't care. Uh, Because they know they have us by the cojones. And they say, you know you're going to watch this game no matter what day of the week is. Uh, So I feel like the person or the side in this that is maybe losing is the players. Because who's the only unhappy party here? The players the teams the guys that have to you know prepare on weird and wonky weekdays to go to games and then you know their schedule for the next week is Mm -hmm. messed up so for us at home we're like sure go ahead and put it on but do you think that the players are upset by this
0: i don't know i at some point it's it's like hey this is a cool trip But at the same time, it's a business trip, right? So maybe Mm -hmm. you go and you enjoy a little bit of it. But ultimately, the NFL season is a grind. It's not like this is one of those preseason trips that you take with your basketball team and you go play some exhibition in Italy or something and you have two weeks to explore the city. This is, we got to go down to Brazil, we got to play a game, and then we got to get back, watch some tape, and get ready for the next week. So... I think it's cool, and and maybe the players will enjoy the different environment, but I also think because the NFL is so difficult anyway from week to week that at some point this becomes a problem, at least for the players.
2: Well, yeah, and especially because this is not a quick trip. Like, I'm sure they're taking the charter jet, but still, if you look at flights from Philly to Brazil, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, I don't even know what city to choose, but it feels like all of them are at least 12 hours. So this is not, you know... Mm -hmm like going to LA this is a full-on trip where they're going to be on a plane which no matter how cushy is still sitting on a plane for 10 plus hours
0: right no that's true I I and that's a long trip though do you know what I mean like we got to be on a plane we talk about hey this is difficult for this team to go from the east coast to Seattle, the Seattle yeah yeah now you're gonna go from Philly to Sao Paulo oh my god that's now that Have they is announced a the trip. other
2: team. Is it Phil? Not Who's yet. the other team?
0: I don't think they've announced it. Someone can correct me in the chat if I'm wrong, but I think right now it's no, it's the Eagles will open up their season in Brazil. Not another team announced just yet. Like yeah, they make a team from Pennsylvania and say, guess what? You're opening the season to, to go down to Brazil and you're playing. That's how you're going to open the year. So this is a long, long trip for an NFL. And then here's the thing. When you're tired, you play this game, your body's hurting a little bit, and you got to go all the way back. It's even worse going back. It's one thing to go there, but the trip back has to be, that has to be the biggest grind of all.
2: Do you think it's easier? You said it was the first game of the year. Do you think that makes it easier?
0: Yes, has to be. At the very, mm. the last thing you want to do is, hey, Seattle. Put we it in the middle of the year. Right. And then we got to go back to Philly and then we're going to Brazil where you're already tired and already worn out. And it's, it, you're kind of exhausted anyway and you're waiting for the bye week. So yeah, I think this is a smart way to do it if you're going to do it. But regardless, it's going to be difficult.
2: Yeah, they should take Taylor Swift's private jet the carbon footprint queen (laughs)
0: oh god (laughs) maybe they will maybe they'll bring it all together chelsea let's talk a little super bowl here and i want to see if this influences your opinion or not because first of all the numbers when it comes to the niners chiefs game super bowl 58 they have not moved niners are laying two the niners are minus 130 chiefs plus 110 total set at 47 and a hook i would think that maybe as the week goes on as we get closer to the actual kickoff. Maybe we'll see some movement. As of now, these numbers have been these numbers for a couple days. But the Niners are dealing with a bit of a distraction in Las Vegas because the Chiefs are working out at the Raiders practice facility. So they have an indoor and outdoor facility to use. The Niners are working out at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. They're working out at UNLV. And because UNLV has an artificial turf surface, The NFL has installed grass over the artificial turf. So the Niners aren't really thrilled with that surface because they measured it. And I did not realize you can measure turf. There's something called a Clegg test. And you measure the firmness of a field. And the Niners work out. They practice on a field that is 70, 70 G on the Clegg test. The UNLV practice field is around 50G, which means it's softer, and they're a little worried about They just don't like the feel of it. It's fine by NFL safety standards. They thought about maybe moving, maybe petitioning the NFL to work out at the Raiders practice facility as well. Instead, they're just going to tough it out. So is this anything to be concerned with, or is this something that's more in their heads like, hey, this field is soft, this field is soft?
2: I think it's definitely something that could play into their mindset because the last thing you want to do is hurt yourself. The week of the Super Bowl, the biggest game probably of your entire career. But, like, is this the adversity that we're really harping on? Is this the adversity that we're going to see, you know, a Disney movie made about? This is the story of a team that overcame it all. They had to practice on week grass the week of the super bowl tune in to see how they did it kevin (laughs) james stars as christian mccaffrey and the san francisco 49ers and the drama the week before the super bowl it doesn't feel like it would you know really hit number one over on disney (laughs) plus
0: i agree i i don't think this is that big of a deal ultimately Look, you want to? It's just a a difference in what they're accustomed to. I mean, Chelsea, you know the Clegg test as well as I do. When you get on a surface that isn't what you're accustomed to being on, and you put down the old Cleggometer, and it says, "Whoa, this is only 50g. I'm a 70g guy." It's like laying down on a mattress that isn't as firm as you're accustomed it to being. So these guys will get over it. They'll be fine. I don't think it's any big deal whatsoever. But they were concerned about it, and they had, what's funny is they had their people go out and check it out first. The Niners didn't arrive and say, oh, this is, this is not what we like. They had their people go out first and test the sod and say, oh, this isn't what we like. So I, I would never have imagined that. I just imagine these guys arriving at UNLV and saying, what's wrong with this sod? No, they had their people go out first. That's how technical they get about this kind of stuff.
2: This is where I wish Tyreek Hill was in the Super Bowl. What do you think Tyree Kill would say about this? And maybe I'm confusing it with like somebody else, but don't you feel like he would have mm-hmm. some like bombastic quote about, you could put us over at the Vegas Golden Knights practice facility. You know what we're going to do? I'm going to still mm-hmm. post up 120 yards and two tutties on them. Uh, we need a personality like that.
0: I like your Tyree Kill impression. We got a Tyree Kill impression and now we need, what does the uh, donkster do? Donkey do. We'll have no. to get that back in as well. Yeah. As soon as we get the dogster back, you better start polishing off that impression because it is coming. No question about it. Let me ask you this. When you look at this game and why the, I know I keep going back to this, but I do think it's interesting. Why is this number just sitting there? Why is it just sitting there when I see, aren't we all on the Chiefs? I, and I can't believe I bagged on Chiefs fans. I've made a case for the 49ers, and I certainly think you can make a case for the Niners. You should be able to make a case for both sides, particularly in the Super Bowl. But I think the more I think about it, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here based on what everybody is saying. Yo, I I know. I know. I think I might actually go with the Chiefs. I'm going back and forth. And Chelsea, I sound... I haven't decided. I'm I'm vacillating from day to day. I, I can't decide. But also, I am I am truly mystified. This is what happened last year. This is what happened last year when the Eagles were a short favorite and everyone was on Philly. Everyone. And I took the Chiefs to say, just out of principle to say, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right that, that, that everyone and their dog is on in the biggest game of the year on one side. And so I got to go to the other side. And I want to go with Chiefs, but I am i'm a little stunned that we're still sitting here niners minus two and by the way when it went to one and a half we saw some chiefs money come in and bring this number down a few days ago went right back to two almost immediately what is going on here what am i missing
2: well last year you've got to remember it was also this same scenario where the chiefs were getting points so everybody is pointing at patrick saying oh the guy that's 10 one and one against the spread is an underdog you want to bet against that guy, the best player in the NFL, doesn't feel like something I will be doing. But as far as the line movement goes, think if this was a regular season game. How mm-hmm. many instances of line movement do we really see? Like they're gonna not going to move it every day. Yeah. Like it feels like they've already moved it in a couple of directions before it settles at a certain spot. And I'm sure they're confident in their projections. I think when we saw this opening at three – that's when they mm-hmm. started to get a little nervous, maybe. And also, you have to factor in the sports books' pre-existing liabilities. And we will ask John Ewing over at BetMGM about this because this is something that, you know, Joe Public doesn't think about. But before the season or during the season, the sports books get a lot of futures bets. And, you know, if it's a big bet on the Niners, where if the Niners win the Super Bowl, they are paying out at way longer odds. That goes into it, it too. So maybe yeah. we'll have to ask him about that, but I don't see this line moving much more. It's already moved a lot. I think you make
0: a fascinating point and you articulate it in a way that I've been trying to, and maybe I have have been able to do it or we haven't touched on it, but their biggest liability is on San Francisco, right? Because of those futures bets. So mm-hmm. maybe they're setting this line to attract Chiefs' money because they want they want all of that Chiefs' money to counterbalance their liability on the Niners. So you're just saying, why is the line moving? Because people will obviously bet the Chiefs when you're getting Patrick Mahomes as a dog, which at the end of the day ends up being as some sort of hedge for the book. That way, if the Chiefs win, all of a sudden, that Niners' liability goes out the window.
2: Yeah, and... Here's what rookie bettors probably don't realize. And if you're just tuning into our show this week, here's what's going on. One would think, oh, you were simply picking a winner. And you say, okay, here's who they think is the favorites. That's why you have to read into the lines so much. It's almost Mm -hmm. like a grade school girl looking at a text from her crush and saying, Uh. it said, hey, do you think he's saying, hey, or hey? Like we're reading into all these things and it's way more than just on the surface. So these are things we're going to be looking into throughout the week, but so much goes into it, the liabilities, you know, what the sports books are rooting for. So just know that it is simply not picking a winner and saying, okay, the sports books think the Niners are the better team. Sometimes that's not the case.
0: No, you're right. And the more I think about it, I cannot believe I'm thinking about going with the chiefs. I don't know. You ask me at a different time and I'll give you a different answer. At some point, I've got to make a definitive call. Have you made a definitive call? I'm not going to hold you to this. You don't even have to reveal it, Chelsea, but do you think you know where you're going? to I feel like you're probably leaning pretty heavily towards Kansas City here.
2: Well, it just feels like I can't bet against them. Like There yeah. is a difference between saying, okay, I really like the Chiefs here and saying, well, I don't think I have the gall to go against Kansas City. Because yeah. as an underdog, Patrick Moms has been incredible. The defense has been lights out all year and in the recent stretch. Andy Reid has the big game um, you know, experience as opposed to Kyle Shanahan. So, yeah, I'm leaning on the Chiefs. We'll see if I'll be influenced this week to go the other way.
0: Oh, we will find out. By the way. You got to check out the Big Game Prop Bet Challenge at BetMGM. They're giving away up to $58,000. If you can predict the most Big Game Prop Bet questions correctly out of the eligible users, it's easy to do. Find the Big Game Prop Bet Challenge on the promotions tab at BetMGM. Coming up next, can the Dongster continue his hot streak? Best bets are on the way. It is a daily tip from Becky L. presented by BetMGM. BetQL and BetMGM are bringing the big game in Las Vegas to you all week. You better you bet. And BetMGM tonight will be broadcasting live at Mandalay Bay. Listen anywhere you go with the Odyssey
1: app.
2: Let's get back to the daily tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.
0: back on a Tuesday. It is the Daily Tip 12, presented by our good friends at MGM, King of Sportsbooks. Don't go with the poppers of sportsbooks. You go with the king. The absolute king. Chelsea, what's going on today? After this, I am headed straight out to the Washington Commanders practice facility because Dan Quinn is the new head coach introduced yesterday. So I'm going to do some work out there. Maybe meet Dan Quinn. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I never talked to Ron Rivera that much over the past few weeks because I knew he was on his way out, and that was like dead man walking up there. But they've got a new head coach. We're going to do a podcast about that. There will be a different energy in the building. now. They have a new offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, that's kind of exciting. What are you going to do today? Maybe a, a birthday party. Maybe you go down to the playground. Is it cold there? What's happening? I don't know what's going on in Hendersonville.
2: Well, I'm definitely not meeting like the head coach of a football team or anything exciting like that. Uh, My daughter does have her little Mother's Day out today. She has it on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so I will be getting her ready for that. But here's something that I feel like people don't really realize about coaching in the NFL. There's a little boy at her Mother's Day out that I'm pretty sure the dad was a coach for the Titans because I heard the mom talking to one of the workers saying – well, we're not going to be here anymore. And I don't think he, he obviously wasn't the head coach, but I think he was one of like the position coaches for the Titans. And obviously when you have a head coaching change, most of the staff gets let go. So my heart kind of breaks for like the moms and the families who are like, ah, got to find a new mother's day out. Bless him. (laughs) Like I'm sure he makes great money, but still it is very inconvenient.
0: No, that makes sense. I get it. Well, I got to tell you, this Super Bowl, I was going to say Super Bowl nonsense. It's not Super Bowl nonsense. I swear to God, different day, different bet for me. I don't know. I don't, don't we have, wouldn't it be sacrilege? I mean, not technically, because you don't want to ever bet on a game that you don't truly believe in. But would it be sack? Well, it's not for me to say, hey, this is my definitive pick for the Super Bowl. I can't avoid the Super Bowl, can I? Can't do that.
2: Can't do it. Well, you you can at least make a case for a side. You can say, okay, this is not my strongest bet, but if I were to pick one, it would be this. That's different than saying pass. Like, at least, you know, (laughs) give a side. And maybe it's not your official best bet, but I do think you have to at least lean one direction.
0: Uh, I guess that's true. Matt just put in the chat, no Vegas, no picks. If we're at home, you know what that means? That means, hey. We're on I've strike. A, oh, I've got a Dodgers future for you. Let me tell you about it on the eve of the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll figure it out. I don't know. I honestly want, I will say that I, I, I want to go Niners, but man, I just don't know. I think the Chiefs might pull me in before we get to Friday. We still have plenty of time to talk about that, and we'll continue talking about that throughout the week as Super Bowl 58 approaches. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, the crew, of course, will talk about the Super Bowl and College Hoops with Isaac Trotter from 24-7 Sports. If you missed our conversation about not just this weekend's Super Bowl but our favorite receiving props you know we've got you covered all you have to do is download and subscribe to the daily tip wherever you get your podcasts it is easy to do all right it's early in the week still money-making time so let's hand out our favorite plays of the night
1: time to place your bets
0: all right see tell us a message huh? I can't see you here. Did you type it in? I'll go ahead and scroll down and see what I can find here, Chelsea. And it looks like once again, you're going to go to college basketball. I see you coughing. Go ahead and I'll just keep talking until you get right. There you go. Take a big swig out of that 128-ounce jug of yours. What do you got?
2: Uh, all right. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet so I don't cough all over it. All right. We're going to go with South Carolina. Laying the four and a half. At home today against Ole Miss. This line was three and a half, and we have seen steady money come in on the Gamecocks. This has been the betting darling of the college basketball world. We have already seen them with massive upsets on the road at uh, Tennessee. They've beaten Kentucky, and after the games, you notice – these coaches are not saying that this is a fluke. They are saying that this defense is for real for South Carolina. And if you look at the numbers, they suggest it. South Carolina has been especially stingy at home this year, uh, averaging just 63 uh, points per game given up to their opponents. So that's the strength of Ole Miss. They are a offensively uh, gifted team. So it's strength on strength here. But I think South Carolina wins. It feels like the market is still too low on the Gamecocks. Five straight wins, five straight covers. They've been great at home this year, 11-1 and one straight up. And his favorites, 11-1 and one as well. So we'll lay the points with South Carolina. Let's take the Gamecocks, minus 4.5 at home against Ole Miss.
0: Let's go. I like that pick as well. When you talk about the market not really judging the Gamecocks, I think – they were finally ranked this week for the first time all season long. And they've been awesome this season. So I'm with you on that one. You know me. I'm going back to the ice. 1-0 in college basketball. Got my one college basketball pick in by the hook. And now, never again. Let's stay with the taken puck. Jets, Hens, under six at minus 128. So... I think this is the right play based on the trends that we're seeing and also the guys in net. On the Pittsburgh side, you have Tristan Jerry, has a goals against average of 2.53 this season. On the other side, Connor Hellebuck, love betting unders when he is in net. He has been even better this year. Goals against average of 2.2. Meanwhile, in the last 10 games between the Jets and the Pens, the under is 7-3. and In the Pens' last 10 games at home, the under 7-3. and This number is sitting at five and a half at a lot of spots. I'm going to play it to six. It's not a lot of juice. Minus 125. Let's go under between the Jets and Pens tonight in Steel City. That's the play.
2: The Undertaker. Yeah. We need that theme music for you. (laughs) Yeah. My God, that's Jinx's music. And you come out with a metal chair. I don't know what you do with the chair. Maybe you sit in it. Give picks. (laughs) I right, a great Time to give your take, 8-Ball.
0: Let us gaze upon the glorious magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble (laughs) betters?
2: All right, so if the 8-Ball has a theme song, you should too, Janks. Feels like it's only fair. All right, 8-Ball, time to live up to your theme song. Give us a pick on today's Plays of the Day. I'm going with South Carolina at home, minus four and a half overall miss. A ball says, concentrate and ask again. Good God. Yeah. What a diva. All right. It is certain. We like that better. Yes, we do. It we like that a fine. lot. Let's go to the next one then, shall we? The under six goals in pens and jets for minus 125. A ball says, signs point to yes.
0: Oh, hell Yes. I don't want to. You know, I was going to say something to compliment myself. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to jinx anything. Just knock on wood. Thank you, eight ball. Appreciate you. Love you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. If you want to see the eight ball, if you want to see Chelsea and work her magic with the eight ball, that's really the reason to get on Twitch. twitchtv BadQL. You can also check out each and every show on the BatQL network. And this week is a great time to do it because we've got two of our shows out in vegas as well you better you bet and also bet mgm tonight live from sin city getting you ready for the super bowl chelsea anything else you haven't played tonight i got one more
2: Mm, i don't let's hear yours more hockey folks
0: bruins three-way money line minus 120 hosting the flames i see a lot of people betting on calgary and i understand why because it's huge plus money and it's after the all-star break you never really know but man the bruins have been wagons in Boston this season. 16-4-3 on the year. They've won seven of their last eight, and they're taking on a Flames team. What did the Flames just do? They trade away Elias Lindholm to Vancouver, and he's an all-star. Ruins also 7-3 in their last 10 games overall against Calgary, and I think the Flames have a hard time scoring in this game. Ruins in regulation, minus 120. All right, let's check in with the BetQL mainframe. Let me tell you something. Here at BackQL, it's only the latest and greatest technology. That's right. Let me look at my America Online screen here, and the BackQL mainframe says. San Diego State and Air Force under 133 and a half and Magic Heat over 212 and a hook. We're talking about this, Chelsea. We like the under, but the mainframe says, "Shh, no, it likes the over. Let's find out what's coming up on BetQL Daily and bring in our good friend, Joe. Oh, Joe Ostrowski. Joe, what
1: is happening this morning? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, not sacrilege at all. If you don't have a bet slash official pick on the game, this is the one sporting event of the entire year of the big ones where I think mm-hmm. literally thousands of other ways to bet the game. Like you don't you know you have, to. have to. I don't think you have to. I'm glad yeah, to hear I think that. just
2: just from a content perspective, obviously, we are going to talk about the game. Because mm-hmm. that's where I can see where people get mad. If it is, you know, the Friday before the Super Bowl and I do a whole segment on, like, Quinnipiac basketball, I can <laughs> see where there could be some pitchforks. But have you laid it on a side? Or are you having some trouble picking? Or are you going to mm-hmm. wait till the last minute?
1: Maybe part of the reason is I'm saying you can avoid it is because I'm having a difficult time as well. Yeah. Uh, I also oh, yeah. really want to go with San Francisco but I don't know that I can. So maybe we should do San Francisco first half because you don't want to go against Mahomes, maybe in a tight game where he can cover whatever number we end up getting. That's the other thing too. Where's this going to close? It's been as low as one. It's been up to two and a half. It's in a dead zone though. Yeah, I know. I know. But with with these two teams, it's probably going to be a close game. I do think that, I I mean, Mm. but I just, there's so many other ways that I have a stronger opinion on that, I'd rather stick with that than Taylor Swift bet. Hold on. Oh, all day. Four days. And I'm not sick of it. I'm fine with it. Oh,
0: well, you, my friend. I'm not betting it.
1: I'm not betting it. What? It's just whatever. But
0: you're not sick of it yet. It's fine. Well, we got plenty of time, buddy. Don't you worry. There's plenty of week left. (laughs) Thanks, man. Have a great show. Bye. We are out of time for this edition of The Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. She is Chelsea, messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. Good luck in your bets. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow at 6 a.m. See ya.
2: You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.